Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning back in. Um, welcome. If you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. Um, y'all, <laughs> I feel like I say this every week, but there's always like, there's never a week where I'm just like, you know what, there's really nothing to talk about. So let's talk about random stuff. Unfortunately, the docket is completely packed. Um, life over here personally is, you know, picking up, you know, with work and, you know, I'm grateful for all of that. My husband is nose first in books now um, as he is working on his master's degree, which I'm very, very proud of him. So, so excited. Um, little bit is over here just, you know, bossing her employees, i.e., me and my husband around, <laughs> uh, just growing and thriving, nine months old, nine months old, my God, it goes so fast, I feel like I say this all the time, it goes really, 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 really fast, it's just nine months are just gone, um, and she's like a whole person with their whole personality, just, just a little sweetie pie, um, for everyone who's reaching out, I'm fine, <laughs> for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, I posted on my uh, my Instagram stories recently uh, an eye injury. I have no idea how I got it. I woke up, uh, what, Wednesday morning, you know, getting ready, getting my day started, getting up before everybody else. Went to the bathroom, went to wash my hands, and looked in the mirror and was and was shocked at what I saw. Like, I was like, oh, no, that can't be my eye. Like there's red in it. Why is there red in my eye? Uh, yeah, it was my eye. <laughs> I wasn't fully awake yet for that realization, but yes, it was my eye. We have no idea what happened. Um, I think it was just from me playing a little too rough with Emery. Um, is she starting to get a little stronger and maybe she bopped it? I don't know. To be honest though, I have no idea, no idea. Um, but it does not hurt. It's a little dry, but it does not hurt. Um, and unfortunately with these things, there's not really too much you can do. It's not very pretty to look at cosmetically, which is going to be fun for our photos next, this coming weekend. Um, we have to take photos for whatever reason, uh, family photos. Um, and I don't want to look like I've been in a boxing match, but here we are folks. Uh, hopefully the photographer can do some editing. I'm sure with all of the technology, hell, I can edit some of this stuff out on my phone. So I know that a professional photographer could do it. Anyway, that's, uh, that's all that's going on over here. Oh, thank you everyone who have, has been leaving, uh, reviews of the show. Thank you for your five-star reviews. Thank you for all the kind words. Thank you for telling me how the show is helping, um, that that makes me really really happy you know I have a very I've always let me just say this straight out I've always been a weird kid <laughs> I was a weird kid I was a weird teenager I was I'm a weird adult I have a weird way of thinking about things and so it's it's interesting and it's really affirming when 
folks come along and say, you know what, I never thought about it this way. Um, but that's a really interesting perspective. Thank you. Like, you guys are so dope. I have the most supportive. Like, y'all are just really, really supportive. And I appreciate you guys so, 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 so much. I feel like I also say that every week. But like I said, you're going to get this love. <laughs> all right, my loves. Um, all right, let's get into, oh, God, there's so much so much to talk about. I hope you guys are ready. Grab your snacks. If you didn't grab your snacks, pause this, go get your snacks or listen to me while you go get your snacks. Um, get comfy. Uh, and yeah, let's dive into it. Let's get to these church announcements. Hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. Okay, welcome to the mess for this week, also known as the church announcements. Um, let's start off light. Because I'm going to let little Boosie know that it's okay for him to like men. Like, every time a certain man says or does something, like clockwork almost, like I can set my watch to it. Lil Boosie has something to say about said man. This is a reminder that said man who we are talking about is Lil Nas X, um, who is giving us a masterclass in trolling, giving us a masterclass of how to harass people on the internet, not literally harass, but how to annoy people on the internet. And it's like, anytime he like opens his mouth, he's like, oh, what a beautiful blue sky. Here come all these people being hateful so he's like well you know what? I might as well just have fun so his latest album Montero is set to be released and the album art has come out it is beautiful um it's very very beautiful I it's visually gorgeous um and to celebrate that his album is coming out uh Lil Nas X has done either prosthesis or maybe there was some type of altering of the photos, but he said he's pregnant and he's pregnant with Montero, his first, uh, his upcoming album. So of course, little Boosie takes to whatever social media that he has with whatever people who are actually listening to him. I just found out that little Boosie is like close to my age. Like he is like in his late thirties and that is y'all see why we tell y'all to drink y'all water. You see why we tell you to drink your water. You see why we tell you to take care of yourself because you will age like a leather bag in the sun. Like you will, you will age like an avocado. You will age like a banana if you don't drink your water and if you're hateful, which unfortunately Bootsy is currently, um, always has something negative, very, very homophobic to say. I don't even have to repeat it here. Um, if you actually want to hear some of the things that he says, which why, but if you're actually just curious, okay, I understand that you can go, uh, to any of his socials that remain. Um, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg gave him back his, uh, original Instagram yet. Um, because he was asking women to do really inappropriate things. Uh, and that goes against terms and guidelines. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think Lil Boosie likes him. I think Lil Boosie has a crush on Lil Nas X, which I don't... Listen, he's gorgeous. Lil Nas X is a beautiful human. Just a 
very beautiful human to look at. So I totally understand. He's got a personality. He's got style, charisma. He's obviously talented. Like, if you're in love with him, say you're in love with him. Like, you're giving him a lot of attention to be a person who is very anti-LGBTQ. Like, make it make sense, babe. Like, you're giving him a lot of headspace. Pun intended. Anyway, moving along. All right. Um... I want to send special love to the Leakes family um, and the loss of Greg Leakes. Uh, he recently passed away of cancer. Um, sending special, special love to, you know, Nini and the rest of their family um, as he has transitioned. Really heartbreaking. Um, really heartbreaking. Uh, and I also want to send love to the family of <clears throat> Michael K. Williams. Um, f- fantastic, fantastic actor, like phenomenal actor. I am kicking myself because I came to know Michael K. Williams, not in, you know, his roles in The Wire, not in his roles, you know, his his earlier previous roles that got a lot of criti- critical acclaim. I came to learn of him as the father on Lovecraft um, Country. And I love both loved and hated that character. I both loved and hated that character. And he gave, he gave such a nuanced performance. Just an artist. An artist. Um, I was scrolling on my Instagram um, after learning that he passed. And I saw... <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw some of the most beautiful tributes. Some of the most beautiful tributes to him. Um, people just opening up their 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 hearts about like you know the random time they ran into him in an airport and how gracious he was. The random time they saw him walking around Brooklyn um, as a native because there he was and you know he's an actor he's a critically acclaimed actor and he's just you know chilling with the folk and how kind he was and how how he would listen to people and that says a lot about people's character um and you know what that what he meant to people and how he never shied away from you know there's this stigma that once you play and this is really annoying. This is really frustrating for me as a as a as a person watching these stories and wanting to hear more of these stories and not seeing enough of this type of representation. There is a stigma when you are casted as gay characters. And a lot of actors shy away from those roles and I love that Michael K. Williams didn't that he not only embraced those roles but did it in such a Ugh, like he he told the I can't even find the words to say better that he just told the damn story. He told the damn story. He gave those characters nuance. He gave those characters. <sighs> he made them human instead of caricatures. He made them people that you could actually see and understand and in some ways embrace in some ways learn more about but still be repulsed by he did that as an artist and um 
I was really sad to hear the, of his passing. Um, so you can imagine I'm listening to all these beautiful tributes, all these beautiful things that folks are saying about Michael K. Williams. And then here comes everyone's favorite 50 cent Curtis Jackson. I believe his last name is Jackson. Y'all can correct me. I don't know that man's last name. You know, when I first learned of 50 Cent, when I was back in, like, high school, I thought he was the, like, coolest dude ever. I'm like, oh, he's so cool. Oh, my gosh. I love his music. Oh, my goodness. Great. Go shorty. It's your birthday. No. No, no. I wish I could, like, grab teenage me by the shoulders and be like, no, we don't, we don't listen. We don't listen to people like this anymore. And you're starting to understand why so many people early on, like really early on, were repulsed by 50 Cent. Because you ever, you ever, just a quick question to you guys. Y'all ever meet somebody who just does unnecessarily like messy stuff? Just unnecessary, like stuff that they weren't really involved in. They didn't really need to say much. They didn't really need to do anything. They just open their mouth and make things worse because they can not because they were really like connected to anything that's how 50 cent like acts and it's very 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 frustrating to witness so 50 cent posted a portion of the new york post story that um detailed how Michael K. Williams had passed and it mentioned something about it being believed that it was a drug overdose right personally I didn't need to know how he passed I didn't know how I didn't need to know how he passed he's gone that that's enough you know he's gone some people need to know all right that's your own business Posting that picture in and of itself, that screen grab of the New York Post article saying how he died and saying it was a possible drug overdose. Um, haven't really got the coroner at, as of this point, as of the point of recording, we haven't gotten the coroner's report yet. So we don't really fully know. Um, but it is believed that it was a drug overdose, right? So 50 Cent posted that photo and the caption he put this on his Instagram. The caption read, if you didn't see Raising Canaan, check out why fentanyl is no joke. Killing the clientele. Rest in R.I.P. Michael spelled wrong. K. Williams. <sighs> of all the things that you could say about a person who starred in one of your own shows. At the the day of their passing, the first thing you thought to do was one, post a screen grab of the details of how they passed, and then two, advertise your damn show on the day of their passing, the day that they left Earth, the day they transitioned over 50 you know, I'm starting to believe that 50 Cent really wants to die alone. Like, he wants to die alone with nobody liking him, nobody befriending him. Like, he, the way that he's operating, the way that he's moving, he either wants to die alone or he 
he's just so absent-minded as a troll that he doesn't realize that he's ultimately setting himself up to just be alone where nobody wants to be around him where nobody like you didn't have to say anything you know i have a theory i mean i have a i have a a, a quote that i've been saying to myself if you can't um, be kind if you can't be kind be fair and if you can't be fair be quiet be quiet and the older i get the more that rings true be kind if someone passed and you you feel moved to say something say something kind they died they left the earth they're no longer here <coughs> excuse me they're no longer here what is the point of 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 being nasty or being rude or being you know like this petty like what's the point in that be kind if you can't be kind be fair realize that a lot of people are finding out just finding out about this man's passing they don't need to know the details you know like a lot of those things like if they really want to look it up they'll find it in an article they don't need to come to your page to find that out be fair and if you can't be fair be quiet if you honestly you didn't have to say anything you didn't have to. I know that you feel like you have to, like you're just entitled to say anything. And it is your, it is your Instagram. You can say whatever you want. But damn it. Read the room. Read the room. <sighs> 50 proves that he is just like just unnecessarily a bad person. Just unnecessarily a bad person. And it's, it's not going to work out in his favor if I know life the way life likes to life and if I know reaping and sowing the way I've seen reaping and sowing this these types of behaviors are going to come back it's just going to come back and it's unfortunate to see but you know he deserves when you act like this um speaking of celebrities some celebrities have personally had enough of this whole anti-covid vax and, and I'm saying that specifically because a lot of the times the people who are anti COVID vax aren't anti vax, if that makes any sense. Like they have been vaccinated for other things, um, but they're anti this COVID vaccine for whatever reasons. Um, personal, you know. All right. Well, certain celebrities have had enough of your stuff, including one Patton Oswald. So comedian and I'm reading from NBC News. Comedian and actor Patton Oswalt canceled his upcoming tour dates in Florida and in Salt Lake City because the venues would not comply with his request that attendees either show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Oswalt told fans on Instagram on an Instagram video he made um, he made the request to protect people coming to his shows. The good news says Pat Oswald. the good news is that we're keeping everyone who comes to these shows safe and healthy because the numbers are going up the bad news is of course is there are five venues on the tour that will not comply with this Oswald said that the cancellations affect the December dates in Florida and one in Salt Lake City that was scheduled for two um 2022 so Patton said, no, we're not, I'm not, I'm not coming to do comedy shows with people open mouth guffawing, <clears throat> potentially eating, breathing in these indoor spaces. 
while there is a raging pandemic going on. Do y'all know that there's a mu variant now? There's a mu variant. So we're just working our way through the Greek letter alphabet now. Um, because too many of y'all won't sit down, won't sit down. I just saw a stat that said something to the effect of 250,000 children have been diagnosed with COVID over the last week, over the last seven days across this country because we're sending them back to school and we're not sending them back protected like scientists and immunologists and doctors and medical professionals who actually have some goddamn sense say more people are more focused on their freedom and getting back to life and pretending that there's nothing going on sticking their heads in the sand than actually preventing this virus and the proof of it is that people are putting their children up as sacrifice for that Patton Oswalt's not about that life and so he said nah (laughs) we're not coming here and that's fine if you want to see me you can come see me in somewhere else uh another celebrity that's had enough of the nonsense howard stern when was the last time we talked about howard stern i don't think we've ever talked about howard stern on this show but we're going to talk about him today radio so i'm reading from the hill radio host howard stern blasts opponents of the COVID 19 vaccine on tuesday stating that quote nut jobs are trampling on quote his freedom to live stern says quote when are we going to stop putting these idiots, when are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say it's mandatory to get vaccinated? Stern said to listeners on his Sirius XM program. As I remember, quote, when, when I went to school, you had to get the measles vaccine. You had to get the mumps vaccine. That's what Stern said. He's absolutely right. We just had to get Emmy vaccinated, like with measles, mumps and rubella. Like there's a ton of vaccines that little kids get. And like I said in previous shows, I hate every bit of it. I hate that they poke my baby. I hate that it makes my baby cry. I hate that when she was really tiny, like at her, I believe she was either four months, two months or four months. I can't remember. Maybe it was four. Um, Yeah, it was four. Um, When I gave her vaccines, that she was sick for like the next day or so. And we had to give her Tylenol and, you know, my poor baby, she just wanted to cuddle and she just didn't feel good. And like, I hated every bit of that, but I know that that is protecting her from these terrible illnesses that so many people previous to these vaccines had lost their children to, or had irreversible like damage done to them. Right. There's a whole generation. I didn't realize there's a vaccine for chicken pox. Somebody correct me because I remember chicken pox parties. Like I remember one person would get chicken pox and then all the cousins and sisters and and brothers and everybody would get their kids together and put them in a room so everyone could get chicken pox at once. So we can all get chicken pox and get over it. Didn't realize that they were setting us up for shingles in the future. (laughs) God help us. But yeah, apparently there's a... There's a chicken pox vaccine. That means there's a whole generation that has never grown up with itchy skin. Um, like itchy, itchy chicken pox. But here we are. Like vaccines help, help. And like there's, like I said before, there's so many people who cannot get it. Like they just cannot get it for their own health reasons. And so 
that just reminded me of something. I was scrolling on minding my business. I feel like I need a segment called minding my business. I was scrolling, minding my business on my Instagram, casually just hanging out. When I saw a person, I'm not going to say who it is because I'm still really disappointed. I saw a celebrity, you know, not like, like, like a C-level celebrity, but a celebrity nonetheless, um, who I look up to. And there was an article about them not being able to perform at an NFL game because they wouldn't be vaccinated and they cited religious reasons for being not being vaccinated, right? Um, and then, you know, there was this whole caption, it was a really long caption to basically say that I'm not getting vaccinated and I don't, I don't care about the NFL and a whole bunch of people just in the comments. Good for you. You're doing the right thing. We're proud of you. I'm like, no, no, not only you are a, can I vent? I'm going to vent. I'm going to do it. Um, you are a C-level celebrity at best. There's, at best. So you're willing to put your dreams, your hopes. This is a person who, um, is also very deeply religious in the same faith that I am. Um, you're willing to put your opportunity to stand before millions of people and proclaim the name of God in, in music form. You're going to put your assignment and all of those things aside because you won't take a vaccine and you cite religious reasons. I wonder if the people, let me get, let me get religious with you. I wonder if the people looking at Noah's Ark felt the same way. Oh, it goes against my religious beliefs to, (laughs) to look at this boat that will eventually, y'all said water is going to fall from the sky. Water is not going to fall from the sky. What are you talking about? And here comes water and he, that that boat looked really, really good when everything was flooding. That boat looked amazing when even the tippy tops of mountains were covered under miles of water. Looked really, really good. I, as a Christian, I get so, so, so frustrated with how weird weird and disconnected Christians are. Jesus said himself, he wishes that we would be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Meaning we, yes, be wise, be wise, pay attention to what's going on in the world, but also keep your hands clean, right? Be relatable. Don't be a weird, there's so many weird ass Christians out here and it is frustrating. Yes, I read my Bible too. I love the savior too. I I do what I need to do as a, as a believer. And you know, my, I feel like my faith is secure in who I believe in. That being said, sorry for everybody who's not a believer. This is, this is me yelling at the, at my fellow Christians. I promise you, if you want to fast forward this, that's totally fine. Totally respect that. But I, it's like a family talk. It's like when you hear your friends getting yelled at by their parents and you're like, Ooh, maybe we shouldn't listen to this, but maybe we should. It's kind of like that. So pardon me. Um, let me get back to the Christians. Y'all, we are becoming every day. We blame so many other things on this nation's not, you know, doesn't believe. First of all, the way this nation started, this has nothing to do with half this podcast. And I'm really, really sorry. I need to get this off my chest. Half the way this nation started, y'all bastardized the actual message of Christ and affected millions of people 
if not billions of people in the process, you ruined lives and then pointed to scripture as justification and your savior, our savior, my savior would never would never say manifest destiny was a good idea. Our savior would never, never has said that, um, that residential schools were a good idea. Our savior would have never said that slavery was a good idea. Our savior would have never thought the colonization was a good idea. Say what you want, pretend all you want. Just, just don't lie on Jesus. Okay. Cause that frustrates the hell out of me. Um, Oh, and that reminds me when Lil Boosie was talking bad about um, Lil Nas X, he talking about God ro- is rolling around in his grave. And I would like to remind Boosie the way that Kia on Getting Grown said, shout out to Getting Grown. I love you guys. It's a great show. Great content. Wonderful. Um, if you don't listen to Getting Grown, head on over to Getting Grown. It's an amazing show and you'll laugh. You're, you'll laugh. You'll think you'll cry. It's a great show. Um, God is not dead, Boosie. God is not in a grave. You know, Jesus was in a grave for like three days, but then he got up. So he's not rolling around in no grave. Um, and if anything, like he's probably really embarrassed by how his children are behaving, especially right now. I can't believe this, this celebrity. I'm not, I'm trying not to say their name. Um, the celebrity that looked in the face of great opportunity, a great call, a great chance to, to not only express their own individual art, but also spread the message and belief and hope in a time that people don't feel like they have it to, because they won't get a vaccine during a pandemic. You know, like I said, I've been saying it a lot. History's not going to look kindly on a lot of us. History's not going to look kindly on our time. They're going to think that we're idiots. And a lot of us are. Let's, let's be really honest. Like, there's no reason why you should believe somebody who wrote a blog post with a bunch of misspellings um, over a person who has been trained to keep people alive for the last 18 years of their own life. Spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn how to keep people alive and healthy. But here we are. Here we are. Where were we? Anyway. Okay. So I'm reading from the Boston Globe. Um, as school, as school resumes this fall, educators are surveying every child, teaching more coping skills and enlisting an army of counselors to address their students' mental health. After schools shuttered in March, 2020, Students of all backgrounds struggled with isolation during the pandemic, a trend seen across the nation. So schools are focusing more on the mental health of their students, way more, especially after this pandemic. And personally, I think that that's brilliant. I think that's awesome. I think that's terrific. And I think that it's needed, um, especially given, you know, what we've all been through, like, Come on, guys. Like, let's just be honest. We're, we all are having some form of PTSD. We're all having some form of depression. Like, we all have some form of mental illness because of how life was upended on us, you know? And if, they no- if they're noticing it in our children, it has to be. It has to be magnified in us adults. So, everybody do 
ever do well, everybody check up on your mental health and take good care of yourself, especially the babies. Please take care of the babies. Um, oh, here's some good news. Lyft and Uber have separately announced that they will cover the legal fees for any drivers who are sued under the new Texas abortion law. So you guys remember last week in last week's episode, I talked about how I talked about how anyone can be sued um, and how Texas's law kind of not kind of does empower its citizens to basically stalk, um, harass and harangue people. And one of those ways is that you could bring suit against anyone and you have to pay a minimum if the suit is goes through um, a minimum of $10,000 of damages to whoever sued you, right? Well, Lyft and Uber said ah, 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 they're going to cover all the legal fees for any drivers who are potentially sued under the new Texas abortion law. So that's good. Um, I'm hearing all kinds of stuff. There will be all kinds of resistance against this law. This law really honestly doesn't make any sense when you look at it. And in a recent, uh, it wasn't a discussion, but it was a, a, an interview with Greg Abbott while he was signing in to law more nonsense. Uh, he said when questioned about how, why this law doesn't have any exceptions for rape or incest he said oh you know that's okay because we're going to eliminate all rapists you're going to eliminate all rapists greg like novel idea first of all like why didn't any of the rest of us think of that svu wouldn't even exist anymore <laughs> law and order svu uh, would not exist if like why didn't we all think of that why didn't we sit down and think about eliminating all the rapists that ever raped hmm anyway and I'm like, well, how do you plan on doing it? No idea how he's going to plan on doing it. No idea how he's going to protect um, people who birthing people from getting pregnant against their will. Um, no idea how he's going to do it. He's just going to do it. <sighs> that law is bogus. That law is completely nonsense. And I am looking at the i'm looking at the the biden administration like okay which what do y'all what are y'all planning to do um i see that the women's march is already amped up and they're planning to march and i guess in october um uh you guys know how i feel about these random marches that are just really rallies for a bunch of women who honestly half of the women that are there voted these yahoos into place voted these yahoos into place and then are mad about some of the things that they did but you voted for them you voted for them so what are we talking about here what are we talking about here you know like we, we could talk about the 55 percent of white women who voted for trump again this past election after the 53 percent and i remember i wrote a whole piece on that on medium about how we need to talk to white how white women need to talk to white women about how white women vote because they're voting against their own interests and support of misogyny. Um, and they need to stop coming over to black women and native women and Latinx women and Asian women and women of all various backgrounds and cultures and non-binary folks and stop come trying to tell us how we should do things and go home and talk to your own cousin your own mom your sister 
your best friend. Talk to them. Stop talking to us because we're doing what we're doing. And you can see that in our own stats, how we vote. And so, you know, I'm kind of side eyeing this whole March thing. And I've said it before and I got like so much hate for that. Like, how dare you? Like, this is really anti-feminism. And you, it's, first of all, fuck feminism. <laughs> fuck it. Okay. Feminism ain't care nothing about black women until they need it, until they need our voices. Okay. I'm a womanist. Okay. Because feminism has left black women in the dust, in the dirt, has used our voices to champion their own causes. But then as soon as it comes to my black life, her black life, their black life runs us right over. Feminism has done nothing but disappoint regularly feminism as the way that we see it is the iteration of where it is right now is nothing but white supremacy and lipstick and i've said it dozens of times dozens of times that feminism is nothing but white supremacy and lipstick so yeah and it sucks because like then you have people who are great and they're like oh well that's where i'm an intersectional feminist and that's that's cool that's dope why can't intersectionals why can't intersectionalism be a tenet of feminism? It should already be. It should already be. This has nothing to do with what we were talking about, guys. I was talking about Lyft and Uber. Thank you, Lyft and Uber. Um, this is why this show is an hour long. Sorry, y'all. Uh, Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, has requested to end the conservatorship after 13 years. Um... So we already talked about the whole Britney Spears situation. Um, you can go back and listen to previous episodes to hear my whole take on the Britney Spears situation. Another great show to listen to for the breakdown of that is Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross. Um, phenomenal show if you want to understand the legal implications of cultural happenings. I'm just shouting out all the podcasts today because, you know, it's a, it's a poor podcaster that doesn't listen to other people's podcasts. Um, and I've personally benefited from so many other podcasts. So if you guys want me to do a whole show on the podcast I'm listening to and why they're great, or at least an Instagram post, I could do that. Let me know. Um, let me know. You guys know how to reach me. Instagram, Twitter, the reclaimed, the reclaimed blog on TikTok, and the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, He's ending the conservatorship and I hope he goes to jail with the way they treated Britney Spears. I hope he goes to jail, to jail, straight to jail. Do not collect, um, do not collect $200. Do not pass go. Um, so apparently there's this new matrix movie. I don't know how I feel about it and I'll tell you why. Um, I love the matrix. I love the matrix series. I was, so excited to see it. It was so beautiful and just so interesting and unique. And then I found out it was written by a white woman. I mean, white woman, Jesus. I found out it was written by a black woman. And the story was actually taken from her by the two guys who were like in charge of the whole situation. She ended up getting a lot of money back, which she should have. I don't understand why people would rather steal from folks and think that they can get away with it than just give folks they're just do and collaborate and make even more money. Like what a novel idea. Collaboration over theft. 
Look at that. Um, but yeah, there's a new Matrix movie. And I wanted to see it until I found out that Lawrence Fishburne is not in it. Morpheus, y'all. Morpheus is not in the new Matrix movie. And I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm kind of not interested. I thought we wrapped up everything in a bow. The last. With the last movie. So I'm trying to figure out what's going, what's even going to happen. I do like me some Keanu Reeves. I'm not going to hold you there. I do like Keanu Reeves. Please don't let him have done anything problematic. I do like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is not in the movie. I don't know if I want to see it. Um, let me know what you, you guys think about that. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about something hard. This is a trigger warning. I'm going to be using really strong language because I want to make sure that I read these posts very carefully. Okay. This is a trigger warning. If you would like to fast forward through this portion of the show, please do. Um, I respect everyone's mental health and their triggers. Um, we especially respect it around these parts. Okay, I'm going to be talking about threats, violence, and rape, okay? So Sloane Stevens, she is a professional tennis player, a very, very, very good Sloane, um, very good Sloane Stevens, yes, but very good tennis player, right? Apparently, she had a disappointing match where she lost, and she received a bunch of threatening messages from whoever people were watching it which I'm like we're threatening tennis players now over matches like it's a game y'all at the end of the day tennis like football like basketball like the Olympics they're games they're games that people are playing you play football you play soccer you play tennis. This is supposed to be a game. Games are meant to be fun. But also, someone has to lose the game. And it's okay. I, I don't understand why people are so weird and strange. Especially on the internet. Because th no one would say these things to someone's face. And it's just... Y'all just be out here acting reckless without any repercussion. And it's beyond frustrating. But here we are. <sighs> Sloane Stevens recently put up in her Instagram story. She said, I'm a human. After last night's match, after last night's match, I got 2,000 plus messages of abuse and anger from people upset by yesterday's result. It is so hard to read messages like these, but I'll post a few so you guys can see what it's like after a loss. So one person wrote, quote, I promise to find you and destroy your leg so hard that you can't walk anymore, Sloane Stevens. Fixer and corruption like you must be banned forever in jail. I hope you enjoy your last moments on the court today. Clap emoji. <sighs> this one, which the person's name was blocked out, but I'm going to tell you right now, they have a, a, um, their picture is an American flag, which is really interesting because like me and my friends were talking, it was like, if you see an American flag hanging on in someone's front yard, like 
what is your first reaction? And a lot of their first reaction was that person's racist. And I was like, oh my goodness, yes, I felt the same way. And I'm like, I don't feel that way about anyone else's flags. If they have their flag up, it's like, okay, that's their flag. They have national pride. But a random American flag hanging in front of someone's house, unless I know that's a person of color, like, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they're racist. Oh, I, I was wondering if I was thinking the same thing. But anyway, all right, here's the one that's, this language is really, really strong. So if you want to fast forward, you can. I totally understand. Oof. I don't even know if I want to read this. In fact, I won't. I won't. I won't read this. It's it's a lot of bad language about someone wanting to commit sexual violence against Sloane Stevens for losing a game. I can't read it. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot read this. I can't. I just can't. It's. Oh, I'm panicking. It's so bad. It's so bad. What the hell, y'all? <laughs> what the hell? I'm laughing because I I have a tendency to nervous laugh when I'm in a position that makes me extremely uncomfortable. What the hell, y'all? What the hell? Like, the internet has made a lot of you guys really, really weird. It makes y'all think that y'all could just say and do things without repercussion. That you could say and do things without consequences. And unfortunately, a lot of y'all are finding out as you lose jobs, as you lose opportunities that you worked for, as your business gets put out there, as things get tagged to you and are forever with you, you're finding out that that's not the case. Sloane Stevens is a tennis player. She's playing a game. It is a game. And you threatening violence, violence against a person who is playing a game. Y'all have this weird perception that they're, that this person's body matches more, matters more, rather, matters more than who they are as a person. This person is a person. This is a human being. This is the same stuff that got a whole bunch of Europeans to think, oh, it would be really, really cool if we had such... Um, someone to grow this rice and cotton for us let's go hijack a bunch of bodies to do that y'all just see the y'all think this is a robot y'all think this is like something that's malfunctioning and if it malfunctions we throw it in the trash no this is a person this is a person (sighs) I hope I hope she reported at each and every one of these comments and I hope that the FBI digs in. Did you guys know that the FBI um, invest investigates uh, these types of comments, these types of threats that they, they do the investigation for that, not your local police. Um, like you could report it to the police. I would rather report it to the FBI uh, because they do the investigations So I hope she reports each and every one of these people to the FBI so they can get involved. Because here's the thing. You know who you don't want on your ass? The FBI. They have the the weight of the United States government to back them up and the funds to do the investigation and the research. Yet there's a whole bunch of people who are hanging out January 6th finding this out right now. So... Um, speaking of men who are trash, that's not a nice intro, but it's kind of true. Um, Herschel Walker is running for Senate against Raphael Warnock in Georgia. 
You heard me. Herschel Walker, former Dallas Cowboy. Um, and, uh, my father, my biological father loves the Dallas Cowboys. I remember being a kid and it was Herschel Walker and, uh, oh my gosh, who else? Goodness, I'm going to kick myself because it was a whole bunch of players. He, he called us all different players, me and my sisters. Um, and it was really, really just a fun, like kind of game that we would play. Um, cause he, I don't know if he was Herschel Walker. Um, and he would say cut back and all this other stuff. It was really, really fun. That was my intro to Herschel Walker. And then I got on TikTok and not met, but like got had an introduction to his son, Christian Walker, who is, <sighs> if Candace Owens was a gay man, that would be, no, 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 no. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. If Candace Owens was a, a teenage gay man, yes, yes, that would be Christian Walker. Um, except not as eloquent because Candace Owens, say what you want to say about Candace Owens, but she can, she can, she can string some words together. Christian Walker's a little too young. He just needs some, some massaging of that hate, that inner hatred and, and, and self-loathing. And, uh, he'll be just as, just as wretched as a, as good old Candace. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Herschel's son. And you can see just how the hatred of their own communities just comes out because Herschel Walker just, I don't know if super coon is a thing, but yeah, super coon, like very anti his own community. Anyway, he's running for Senate against Raphael Warnock and it made my eyes cross just thinking about it. I'm like, yo, really? Um, the interesting thing was he was recently endorsed by Franklin Graham. If for those who don't know, Franklin Graham is a quote evangelist evangel evangelist is the word I'm trying to say. Pardon me. Qu- end quote. And that's Billy Graham's son. Billy Graham was known for those big crusades that he would fill arenas with. And like people would come pouring out of the stands running to Jesus. Um, and I got to be honest, I watched some of those crusades and I personally was moved like very deeply moved um seeing all these people like accepting the lord for themselves that's just me personally franklin i i don't know if the oil just didn't fall from billy to franklin but franklin is like mega light if that makes any sense which makes sense why he would endorse herschel walker but this is I don't understand why he wouldn't just say like I like him because he's a good coon like well of course he's not gonna say that but you know um we endorse Herschel because I personally know Herschel and Herschel's Herschel like I don't know but this is what Franklin says in a tweet he says quote I've encouraged Christians across the United States to run for political office and make a difference and I'm thankful Herschel Walker is doing just that I met him a few years ago and I think and I And think a lot of him. He's an outspoken Christian. He stands up for conservative values. (sighs) That word conservative. And he's got a lot of common sense. It's very interesting that Herschel Walker is the one that he says that he encourages Christians to run for political office. And he, he points to Herschel Walker. Because Herschel Walker has a really deep, 
deep documented record of abuse towards women. You know, he told his former wife, his ex-wife, that he was going to blow her brains out with with a gun pressed to her head. He's threatened her family. He's threatened a lot of people. He's stalked a lot of people. He's got a record, like a record. And don't get me on the whole justice system against a black man. No, no, no. This man did these things. <laughs> this man actually did these things. And in this case, this situation works out. Like the justice system works out like, oh, no, you actually did stalk. Oh, no, no, no. You actually did threaten people. Oh, no, 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 no. You actually are a terror and a menace. Oh, OK. All right. All right. So it's interesting that Franklin Graham would endorse a man like that. It's also very interesting that he would endorse a man like that talking against Reverend Raphael Warnock. Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is the current pastor of Martin Luther King's church, his former church in Georgia. Like my mouth sits agape. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I encourage, I encourage Christians across the United States to run for political office. Um, that's why I'm thankful for Herschel Walker, who, you know, he may be an abusive jerk, but you know, he's a good coon and we appreciate him for holding up our, our good old white values or white supremacist values, but not that Negro Raphael Warnock, who actually is a Christian is a pastor, an active pastor at a church that was formerly led by y'all's favorite reverend to quote. <laughs> Everybody wants to quote Martin Luther King. It's funny. Cause y'all only quote certain parts, but y'all, Y'all skip a lot of them quotes about like from the Birmingham jail. Y'all skip a lot of them quotes. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, we peep you. We see you. You you very, we, we see you. Um, so Georgia, y'all know what to do. Go ahead and, and embarrass Herschel Walker by voting for Raphael Warnock. Y'all know what to do. Y'all know what to do. I know they're making voting harder. Bring your snacks, bring your snacks prepare yourself if you can stand in line do it if whatever you have to do if you can actually physically do it please just do it please please just do it they're not gonna stop cutting up until enough of them are out of office to learn that oh maybe I should be listening to my constituency instead of trying to hold on to power for no apparent reason other than the fact that I want to be powerful yeah yeah so that was an interesting story um, oh, one more thing. Let's end on some good news. Robert E. Lee, the Robert E. Lee statue in Richmond, you know, the one that was covered with graffiti, um, after last summer's, uh, civil unrest, the Robert E. Lee statue was removed. They recently removed, I believe this week, like yesterday they removed it. Um, at the time of this recording yesterday, um, which is really interesting because the Robert E. Lee statue stood for 130 years, but the Confederacy only lasted for five. And the Confederacy was the enemy of the United States. And yet there are tons of statues, monuments, and dedications for the Confederacy, even though they were enemies of the United States. Enemies, direct enemies of the United States. But here we are. Here we are. All right. Well, that statue's gone. Um, 
I don't know where and I don't care. Uh, wherever statues go to die, that's fine. Uh, yeah, let's get into the wrap up rant and Blacks in the Deep End. All right, so I was going to do this as a mess in the message, but this show is already long enough. <laughs> and I appreciate you guys for listening this far. Um, I'm not listening to the Drake or Kanye albums. I've talked about Kanye and his shenanigans guised as whatever people think. I've talked about that before. Um, especially as of late with him creating songs with Marilyn Manson, who is a like multiple women have come out and called him an abuser. Uh, also the baby raging homophobe. Sure. Um, but I'm not listening to Drake either because Drake sampled R Kelly, um, which is more money in R Kelly's pocket. Um, I recently posted a video of that about that on TikTok, and people didn't seem to understand. They're like, "Oh, you just don't like him because he sampled it." Well, he could like he could sample whoever he want. I'm like, yeah, he could sample whoever he wants, including millions of other people who have made music. Or you could make the music, the sound that you need your damn self. You don't have to put money into a pedophile's pocket you don't have to put money into the pocket of an abuser just say y'all don't like black women and go like drake just say which is weird because you called your album certified lover boy yet you sample a a pedophile and considering the charge not actual charges not legal charges but societal charges against you when you were sending personal text messages to a, a, a Stranger Things star, Millie Bobby Brown, when she was like, what, 14, 15, that some people called grooming, it's really odd that you would sample a person who is a, indeed a groomer and indeed a pedophile and that you would put that person on your music. If anything, I would try to get away from those like societal charges as far as possible. But here you are, Drake. Apparently, they have beef. Apparently, it has led to the release of a song where Kanye apparently dissed Drake somehow. But what ended up happening is us listening to one of the most beautiful, eloquent, painful, just well-written pieces of rap that a lot of us have ever heard and that was from Andre 3000 um just just a beautiful piece of music just a beautiful piece of music and he's talking about his mother he's talking about the passing of his mother and he says he says hey miss donda if you see my mama and then deliver, tries to deliver, you know, messages to her because he's saying like, Hey, I haven't heard from her. And you think if heaven was real, they would let you speak to your son. And I feel lost. I feel so lost. And I'm like, Oh God, this is so real. And I'm like, like, I'm getting choked up thinking about it now. And I'm like, my mom's still here. <laughs> My mom is still here. This man, like you can hear it in his voice how much he loves his mother. 
loves her and aches to hear from her and how there may have been ways that she has been speaking to him whether through the blade of grass that he was laying on for too long and he needed to get up and it poked him or in a baby's laughter that passed him by as he was walking it's just oh it's so beautiful it's so beautiful we need some more andre 3000 us in the um us in the the grown the grown category we need some more andre 3000 like i know a lot of people are enjoying Nas's album um i know a lot of folks are enjoying you know grown jay-z i know a lot of folks are enjoying grown up rap and you know in a way that we hadn't seen before like the maturation of rap like they're not trying to be like these 1920 somethings saying slang that they've never said before you know, doing dances that they've never done before. They're like, nah, I'm, I'm a grown ass man. Let me, let me sit you down and tell you some things I've learned in my life. Let me, let me be transparent. Let me like, we missed that. We missed it. There's a space for you, Andre 3000. Like, please come back to music. Like, I know you're enjoying acting and you should, you should do whatever you want, but don't feel like you're locked out of um, hip hop and rap because you know, of these young children now randomly making TikTok videos, like no disrespect for them. That's just not really us, you know, us older ones. So like, come, come, come on back. This verse proves that Andre 3000 could like sweep the floor with a lot of these folks. So come on back. Come on back. We, whew, just such good music and it oh yeah but that song wasn't originally supposed to be released and it was actually dropped from the album and so that's like the continuation of the beef that's going on with drake and kanye which i'm like who cares let's talk about andre 3000 so that's my um that's my wrap-up rant also to the weirdo who uh there's we're gonna have a larger conversation about how white men feel really entitled and really comfortable to say whatever they want on the internet um and especially to black women as we talked about with the sloan stevens situation um y'all feel real comfortable and really like at ease saying whatever you want um and we don't have to listen to you. We're not, you're not entitled to our space. You're not entitled to our ear. You're not entitled to our attention. You're not entitled to our time. Okay. Um, this one guy came on my Instagram. I have a video that I posted about my daughter. I was making like a reel and I was talking, I don't even remember what the topic was about, but it was like something light, something fun, something cute. And one of the books that we were reading in the video said something like speak up. And this guy came on and he just went into multiple long ass paragraphs as to why I was a hypocrite because I was telling her to speak up when she saw something wrong. But I was also telling white folks not to say things um, that they couldn't say something. And so I immediately remembered the post that he's talking about. I wrote a post in 2018 talking about why white, pe- why white people shouldn't call people apes. Yeah, you totally could. Why do you want to? Why do you want to? And why does that bother you that a black person is telling you that something is racist and hateful against their people and that you shouldn't do it or expect bad results? And here you come. Well, 
and it's, it was long. It was it was really long. Earl chased him off, to be honest. He ended up deleting the whole comment thread and then went back to my Medium post to actually comment there, which would have been a more appropriate situation. But I got to be honest, I don't really pay attention to my comments over there because there's a lot of wackadoodles over there that feel really entitled to say stuff. So I really don't pay attention. So I, when he said something and he wrote several pages, like till the comments ran out and then wrote another one and another one, I left a comment. I said, are you the weirdo that left this comment on my Instagram? Um, if we can't agree that you shouldn't call me this racist term, then we have nothing else to talk about. And I blocked him. The idea of somebody screaming into the void and I have no idea what they're saying and it it feels like bliss to me. It feels like bliss. It's like, all right, you know what? You enjoy your own hatred. You're not going to convince me that you're right. You're not going to convince me to care. Especially when it comes to something as very obvious as calling a black folk, a black calling black people, rather, monkeys. We're not going to do it. We're not going to argue about it. Enjoy life, screaming into the void, because you're blocked. Now you can't even read any of the stuff that I'm, I'm saying. And I blocked you on Instagram as well. You pop up again, I'm going to block you. Okay. I'm as the, the older I get, <laughs> the older I get, the more I value this thing called peace. It's, mm, it's invaluable. Okay, especially in the times that we live in, y'all enjoy peace, embrace peace love peace love 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 let's end on a good note um let's talk about blacks in the deep end so i'm reading from because of them we can great website you guys should go over there this is not an ad um quote more than 3.5 million freedmen's bureau and freedmen's bank records have now been added to ancestry.com the collection is the largest digitized and searchable collection of Freedmen Bureau's records. It will now al- allow the descendants of formerly enslaved people in the United States to trace their family histories more easily. The documents are surmised to be the first sorry, the documents are surmised to be the first time newly freed black people appeared in records post-emancipation in 1863. Before the Freedmen's Records, collecting enslaved people were not included in the census or federal documents. <sighs> Quote, I think the data that is being made available now is just the start. Um, I'm sorry, is just such an enormous wellspring of information to help sort sort of paints a picture. I'm sorry, to help sort of paints a picture of what life was like then as well as specifically for individuals to connect them with their past who otherwise they would have never known about, says Michael B. Moore, African-American history and reconstruction era expert. So if you guys are interested in looking up more records about your family lineage and you are African-American, feel free to head on. This is not an ad, but if you have an ancestry account, please feel free to go ahead on over and search those records because they are, they have now been made available to you. And I think that is so dope and so exciting. Um, and that is it for this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes, please, please, please 
please, 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 please do not forget to leave a review on this show on Apple Podcasts, five-star review. Go ahead and leave it. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to drop a paragraph on what your thoughts on the show are, that would be more than helpful. Thank you so much. Um, also, if you would like to join the coolest group of patrons and keeping this show independent, you can support on Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. Um, I've been releasing exclusive content to that community over there. Um, additions to the show, uh, thoughts on cultural happenings. I reserve like the creme de la creme over there. So if you want to be part of that community, if you want to keep this show independent, you too can become a patron. And that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. There will be a link in the bio. Um, oh, our black owned business of the week. So I just got a sweatshirt. I actually ordered two sweatshirts from this brand, but I want to talk about the one sweatshirt that I received. We're still waiting on the other one, but the I got the, um, this really cute shirt that says blessed babe from this brand called bash baby. There's not a lot of black owned baby brands, um, which I've come to discover after launching Blythe and Brown, our family Instagram account, you guys can go support. Um, but bash baby is awesome. Like I really, really like their pro her products. Um, black woman owned really, really cute, really, really fun. Um, just adorable so go ahead on over and support them and that is it for this week's show thanks so much for listening you guys and as always stay well and peace y'all